Welcome to this episode of the Enoch Diaries podcast. This is the place where we pray, learn, and process the things God is speaking and showing to us every day. I'm your host, Ami, and I'm so glad you could join me today. If you haven't done so already, please like or subscribe to this channel so you'll never miss any of the great revelations and encouragements we put out regularly. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Today's encouragement is about giving God your whole heart and understanding why we can't allow idols, especially the idols that God has revealed to us, to remain in the same place where God wants us to go with Him. This is a very, very serious topic. In Psalms 24, God says, or David says, as he is, David says as he is writing, he said, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Selah. And that was Psalms 24, the first half of it, just a portion of of the first half. But what I want to call out is that God's trying to take us to a place of communion with him. He's trying to take us to a place where we can be in his presence and and interact with him. And we have to understand that God is a holy God. David is saying, who may ascend the hill of the Lord or stand in the holy place? God is a holy God. And so therefore, we have to understand what that what that means, you know, and and honor that. Um, and and one of the topics that he lists as a requirement or even a condition to stand in the holy place is that we haven't lifted up our soul to an idol. And that's the part I want to focus on today is that we haven't lifted up our soul to an idol. Now, what, what does that mean? Let's unpack that a little bit. Now, the soul is the place, it's the seat of your emotions, your mind, your will, and your emotions are right there. That's the heart of who you are that drives your passions, your motives, your thoughts, everything is in there. And so God is saying, or David is saying in the Psalms, the one who has not lifted their soul, so who they are and what they love, up to an idol. Those are the ones who can stand in God's holy place. Why is that important? Well, because God, a couple of things. One, if you, if you think about Jesus, he was asked a question. He said, Rabbi, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, it's to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength, and all of your mind. So what God is saying is that he wants the entire heart. He wants all of us. And you can't you can't love two masters. It says Jesus said it before. You can't you can't serve no one can serve two masters because they will either love one or hate the other and then or hate one and love the other. And what God is saying, you can't have a divided heart and come to him. 
Okay. And so in that holy place, we have to understand that in order to enter that place, God need, God is requiring our whole heart, not a divided heart, not a heart that's serving two masters, but our whole heart where we are truly in love with him. Um, now, I think that it's important to point out that God will show you the areas that you have where you have a divided heart. He doesn't expect you to figure this out on your own. It's something that he will reveal to you as you walk with him. But the important part is that when you when you see that you have an idol, when you see that there's something that you love more than him, our job is to get rid of it, to cut it off, to cut it out. In the New Testament, Jesus says, if you're I causes you to sin, pluck it out because it's better for you to enter the kingdom of heaven maimed than for you to go into hellfire whole and um, be mindful. I'm paraphrasing, but he also says, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off because it's better for you to go into the kingdom of God maimed than it is for you to go into hellfire whole. What he's saying there, what he's showing is that there are some things that are so a part of us, that they're so a part of our identity that we don't even understand that they're sin. We don't even think about it. We think that they're just a part of us. But when God says, hey, when you realize that a part of who you are is causing you to sin, you're, the proper response is to cut it out and to cut it off. That looks like repentance for us. That looks like coming forward and confessing to the Lord that we have sinned. And so, you know, that's what idols look like sometimes. There are some idols that are really blatant and apparent and we can call them out, but there are some idols that we have that are hidden in our hearts that are so, um, that are so ingrained in our identity or what we think our identity is that we can't even see it. And so God is saying, cut them off. Now, the, the another way to identify if you have an idol that you're not ready to get rid of is to look for the places where you're making excuses, where you look for the places where you are honoring something more than you're honoring God. Really important to take a look at that. An example of this can be found in the Old Testament where the story it's the story of Jacob and Jacob had two wives. He had Rachel and Leah. He had actually four wives, but the two main ones were Rachel and Leah and they were sisters. Now, there was a period of time where Jacob served Rachel and Leah's father Laban and he was ready and felt that the Lord was calling him to go and leave that country. So, They'd gone back and forth. They couldn't agree. Um, he kept getting delayed. And finally, he just rose up in the night and he left. So they're off and they're about three days out from Laban. And then Laban goes and he chases them down. And his charge against Jacob was, hey, not only is it bad enough that you've taken my daughters and all of my children, he's speaking of his grandchildren, and haven't allowed me to kiss them goodbye. If that weren't enough, you also have taken my idols. And so Jacob didn't know that Rachel, who was the wife that he loved more, had taken Laban's idols, which was her father's idols. And so Jacob says, if you find anyone here who has those idols, tell me, we'll, we'll settle it. You can kill them. I'm paraphrasing. You can go back and read it. But basically he's saying, hey, if you find any of that, okay, charge me, charge me with it. And so 
Laban goes and he's searching all the tents and he's searching everything. And Rachel has taken the idols, put them in her saddle, and she's sitting on she's sitting on them on the camel. And so Laban, her father, comes to her and she says, oh, excuse me, excuse me, sir. I'm sorry. I cannot get up. Please. The time of the ladies is with me. So I have to stay here. Right then and there, she has lied and covered up and made an excuse for the idols that she wants to hold on to. And so when we look at our own lives and we think about, hey, what are some of the things that we just don't think it's a, we need to give up? that God is asking us for, but we're saying, yeah, that's okay. Like these ones are fine. You can take this other stuff, Lord, but don't take this. That's an area that we need to give up. It's showing a place where our heart is divided, where we are willing to love something else more than we're willing to love the Lord, where he's asking us to relinquish something and we're holding on to it because we, we want it. We we're drawing strength from it. Wait, there's something in it that satisfies our soul. And God is saying, you need to give that up. I, I need that. If you want to come a little higher with me, if you want to stand in that holy place with me, this thing that you are receiving something from has got to go. And so I think it's really important that we understand that God is asking us for our whole heart. He's asking us for our undivided heart. And we have to understand that he's already given his undivided heart to us. He's already given us his whole heart. He's given us a full love an everlasting love is what the Bible says. And so he's asking us to give back what we can because we know our love is flawed, but he's asking us to give back what we can to him. And that's a whole heart and undivided love. And we will be able to stand in that place where we can truly commune with him. And so I pray that this encourages you to let go of some of those things that we've been making excuses for and to ask God to reveal it to you. And just know, just know that God is always trying to get us to a place where we are in communion with him, where we have life with him, and he's saving us from from death and from destruction and from us being lost in the things that are not of him. And so that's why he said, hey, it's better for you to go into the kingdom maimed than it is for you to go into hellfire hole. I would encourage you today, whatever it is that God has brought to your mind, that is something that he's asking you to let go of, cut it off and just know that he's going to lead you in a path of righteousness. He is promising to bless you and to be with you and to continue to, to pour out his presence over you and life over you. So I would encourage you today to move forward in that, cut off the things that are, that are holding you back and just know that God has more for you than where you are. And he's trying to take you up a little bit higher. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Enoch Diaries podcast. I love hearing how the Lord is blessing you. So please head on over to enochdiaries.com to share your testimony. And while you're there, feel free to take a look at some of our other great content. If you haven't done so already, please like or subscribe to this channel so you don't miss any of our episodes. And of course, if this blessed you, please share it with a friend. Thanks again for joining and God bless.